Yet another counterculture topic to drive home that could make the difference for your whole family, including you. The elimination of hurry. You may not even notice or realize that hurry has infiltrated your home because it's so commonplace that the elimination of it might make you feel out of place. But hurry is one of the most toxic things that will eventually run your life if you don't shut it down. If you don't take back control, how often do we hear, oh yeah, once once your kids are a certain age, you'll become a taxi cab driver. It's totally normalized. But today we're talking about what it could look like if you choose to eliminate hurry in your life, for your children, in your home, and the peace, power, and purpose that could come from that choice. Let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. This is a topic that's been on my heart personally for the last few years, not because I've mastered it, but because I have craved it. A few Saturdays ago, we found ourselves packing up the kids to rush off for soccer. Last year, Jack and Marie were on the same team, so Michael coached their team, and Abby and I would watch from the sidelines for about an hour, and we'd all head home. Now they're two different age brackets, so and Michael, of course, wanted to coach both of them. So around 8 a.m., we're rushing the kids to get their soccer gear on, which is a nightmare. I hate putting shin guards on little kids. And I'm running around packing enough snacks to keep our two-year-old happy throughout the five-plus hours that we're going to be sitting at this field. One game's at 9 a.m., the other's at noon, but we have to be at the field for 8.30, which means we have to leave by 8.15 since Michael had to be there to greet the kids. And I love watching my kids play. But I I don't actually get to do that because I'm chasing Abby around trying to convince her that she wants to be sitting among the bugs in cold air from 8.30 in the morning to 1 p.m. But I'm sitting there and I find myself questioning, what the heck are we doing? Our kids are only two, four, and six. And our entire Saturday was shuffling from field to field, getting irritated when our kids weren't thrilled to be doing it, which can I really blame them? Not to mention the fact that we had to get home just in time to hopefully still catch the window where Abby's nap wasn't too late in the day where she wouldn't sleep at night, start prepping dinner for friends that were coming by. Oh, crap, I have to clean the house, too, to make it look like we aren't a hot mess at all times. And ah, I forgot to go to the grocery store, so got to add a grocery run in there. And Jack had to practice his spelling since we were out of town on Friday, and, 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 and that was our weekend. That was our, those were our days of rest. And I was starting to see this mirrored in our weekdays with my work schedule getting more packed than usual because stuff just kind of kept creeping onto my schedule, more meetings on the calendar, more tasks to check off for my team to help them keep going. And the weight on my chest was getting heavier and heavier. That's where I feel my tension and anxiety. But slow enough, like the progression and the add-on and the weight maybe slow enough that I didn't fully notice it happening. 
right? Didn't notice it in the moment. Is this really the most conducive environment for raising kids, let alone what we want to do, which is raise luminaries, which is a whole different ballgame. I'm not just my goal isn't to get them to survive. This is we're talking about thriving leaders, kids that grow up to go on and do what they're called to do and affect change in the world. And it's not like this is ever going to get better on its own. I mean, if anything, we're going to get busier and things will become more hurried. And you know what hurry suffocates aside from my ability to take a freaking deep breath? Joy and choice and peace and health and connection and creativity and clarity and the list goes on forever and ever. But cutting hurry doesn't happen through more hurry. It won't happen fast. As I've learned, it comes with serious growing pains and it becomes an addiction. Breaking the habits of hurry, it, for me, felt like detoxing a drug dependency. It, it physically hurt. It was difficult. And it only happens, too, through massively conscious intention. It will not happen by chance. All those things you, you say, like the vacation you're going to take and that thing you're going to invest in and that course you're going to do and that place you're going to go, when you say, like, oh, we're just in a busy season when we're less busy— no offense, but you dumb. That less busy season is not coming. Especially when you have children and they are growing up, it will become more and more and more busy. So this is very much a work in progress for us, but it is a major focus. And that's what it has to be. If you want to eliminate hurry, if you want to weed out those moments of your life where you feel the pressure of going from thing to thing and you're not enjoying the process and soaking up the moments and raising your kids well and being connected to your spouse and just having more peace in your life, it has to be a main focus. It feels almost like when we made the slow and steady transition to a toxic-free home with non-processed foods in the home and, and no chemicals in our products and all that, Old junk got replaced with the good stuff, little by little. Like, it couldn't happen in a day. It's a super expensive shift, and it was it was a lot. Like, telling our kids they're not going to eat this processed stuff anymore, it was a transit. When I say kids, I really mean Michael. Okay, let's be real. Sometimes we'd slip up, and we wouldn't realize we were even slipping up in the moment. So time would go by, and it's just piling on, and it's like, oh, gosh, we're right back into our old habits. So we'd have to realize it and start again. It's that same feeling. You know, we're like, okay, we're not going to hurry this week. Like, we're going to strip our schedule down. We're going to focus on what matters. We're going to be present. All those things we want. But then it's like, oh, but I can take that one meeting. And we can, Jack can do that soccer practice. And it's, okay, we can run to the grocery store and make that meal. And by the end of it, you're back into hurry. So it, it's it's a process, and it's something you have to stay committed to. But I tell you, it is so worth the focus. You're here because you want to raise leaders, and that is admirable and brave and, again, counterculture in itself. But I promise you, if you try and do that in an environment that is rushed and hurried and stressful, you'll be building your house on a foundation of sand. It's not going to last. It will negatively affect the little leaders you're trying to raise. So I'm just going to share some simple things we're putting into practice. I think this is a topic I will go deeper on another time, maybe on a longer Monday episode when we've mastered it a little bit better. But I wanted to share the things that are working for us that I think could really work for you in your home as we gradually ramp up slowing down. (laughs) So one thing that is huge, phones go away. So we do not use our phones in 
quote, the public spaces of our house, meaning living room, dining room, kitchen, like anywhere we're gathering as family, there are no cell phones. There are no cell phones. We have protected hours and even days where they are not welcome because of the mega added distraction and hurry that they bring into our lives. The dings, the buzzes, the text messages, the calls, the emails, the Instagram, the everything. Just doing that, if you only did that, your hurry would decrease by half. Your feeling of pressure of going into the next thing and the next thing and being distracted and that would go away so immensely. The second thing for us, and this is how I grew up, and this is how I will raise my children, our dinner time, our dinner table, that is a sacred time and a sacred space and we honor it. We pray, we talk, we share stories, we teach lessons. We're bringing it back to how my family did it when we were growing up. We have music playing. We sometimes eat multiple courses. It's a chance to gather and connect. And as tempting as it is to rush this process with our overtired kids, sometimes we really try not to within reason. Sometimes our two-year-old skips a nap. She doesn't make it through all the courses. That's okay. Okay, another piece is Michael and I are changing how we operate. And this is probably the toughest thing. This has to start with us. This isn't going to come from our kids alone, especially the the generation they're being raised up in. Forget it. They're they're told like, okay, Netflix-style life. When one show ends, it goes right into the next one. Like, that's how they're living their lives. So it has to come from us. Michael and I are, are really trying to focus on saying yes to a lot less and no to a lot more and continuing to grow our team and, our, and build the infrastructure within our business that allows for long breaks and a passivity to it for the freedom that we want. So we're, we're really shifting from top down. We know that's how this is going to work. And like we talked about last week, we intentionally enable boredom in our home. Time with nothing. Get creative. Be still. Sit, rest, talk. But we're not giving you the distractions to tell your brain what to think or do next. We also use our calendar to our advantage. We share our calendar so we're hyper aware. So it's not like we're constantly. But by the time you book out both Michael and I, then every second is full. So we have to align our calendars. We make sure that they our calendars honor our desire to eliminate hurry. We use that as a tool to our advantage. Does our want less hurry align with our reality? If we're overbooked, we'll be hurried. So we create more margin. And then we're trying to teach our kids patience. And again, this is very much top down. So I grew up in a huge ethnic Italian Arabic family. And somehow we all understood each other, despite the fact that we were talking over each other the whole time, very loudly. So we're trying to get rid of some of that. Like, it's almost like I grew up, there were so many people in the house that it was, you had to talk loud and fast to get your point out if you wanted to be heard. So we're trying to create a space where it, okay, take your time. Like, you can wait till the other person finishes talking. You don't have to rush. You're going to be eventually heard. Just relax. And then we're, this is new for us. I mean, we've always gone to church on Sunday and made family day on Sunday, but we're really trying to honor a Sabbath day, a day where we do nothing but lean into our faith in each other. So faith and family, that's it. Well, obviously another F, food, that's a given, duh. Uh, But it's not necessarily my day to catch up on laundry or a day to prep food for the entire week. It's a day where it's intentionally designed for rest for just calm, not doing anything. 
I have seen the effects of hurry in our kids' lives, and they're little yet. Imagine that compound effect of, okay, hold on, I just need to, or, you know, wait a minute, I've got to, or hurry up, we have to, or let's go, there's no time for. That weighs on a kid. And that gets locked into their brain and how they start to live. Peace is something you plan for. It does not just strike you. You have to honor it. You have to work for it. <laughs> as uh, oxymoron-ish as that sounds, you work for the elimination of, hur- of hurry, but you probably have to because your life is not designed that way yet. So you have to work to design it that way and plan for it. So I am so curious how you feel about this topic because this has been something massively on my heart. So if you've been feeling that pull to more calm and peace, do me a favor, share this episode on your social and tag me at Eliz Hartke. I know I can't be alone in this. And if it is something that I see getting shared with frequency, it will tell me that we need a deeper dive in this and I can share more of what we're doing and what's working. But above all else, slow down, be in the moment, do your best to show up in a way that allows you to enjoy the gift of the right now and not the anticipation of what's next and give yourself more margin and space in that process. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.